Welcome to One More Dig Metal Detecting Stories. I'm Dave Spannenberg. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this podcast. It's been three weeks, I believe. The last episode was Carry the Torch um, with stories and ideas about getting children involved in metal detecting and how I got involved in metal detecting. And I have a couple of updates and stories um, actually related to that podcast. So I think I'm going to call this this episode Odds and Ends. I'm going to do a few updates on a couple of the different podcasts that I've done um, over the last year. And I have an update on my experience with the Equinox 800. I bought a new pinpointer. I'm lamenting the fact that the detecting season is nearly over um, up here in New Hampshire, and probably talk about a couple more things along the way. So here we go. Um, I have a couple stories about kids metal detecting and how they were introduced, um, or how they were introduced to treasure hunting. One of them is more of a treasure hunting, um, evolving into metal detecting. But so to start off, um, we have a listener named Jed and he's reached out to me a couple of times with, with questions and he won, um, a sticker at one point for, for emailing in time. And he and his daughter go metal detecting together. And, um, she actually just upgraded to an Equinox from a Frank Vanquish 540. So you can kudos to Jed. He's setting her up for success, uh, at a very young age. He also sent a couple pictures for me to see of her and, uh, um, he brought her to a rally um, and drove seven hours to go to a rally and took her with him and she was able to participate in the, the kids search. Um, and the picture that he sent actually shows a one more dig sticker on his rear window. So I'm really uh, thankful for Jed to continue listening. He said he and his daughter uh, listen to the podcast when they go out um, and detect. So thanks, Jed, and uh, I hope you and your daughter have a have a good end to the metal detecting season. Um, another story is you all uh, remember Clark, who was one of the Longhouse treasure hunters, and he. Um, made a guest appearance in the first episode of season two. And he sent me a little message with his story. And I, I didn't even know this. I've known him for 30 years and I didn't know how he got started. Um, but when he was eight or nine years old, he caught the treasure hunting bug. Um, his mom and his aunt would take him dump digging with him. They would look for old bottles and abandoned dumps. Um, he had a great time, he said, and that's where he caught the treasure hunting fever. And then flash forward 
30 years, he actually lived next door to Earl. Um, and when he moved in, Earl introduced him to metal detecting. And there you have it. He's been uh, one of the Longhouse Treasure Hunters team ever since and he actually was the team leader for many many years so that's a great story from clark i had no idea until he sent that to me um we all have our stories of how we got into it and it's always nice when uh when it's a parent or in his case a parent and a grandparent get them into that i don't know if any of you have ever been bottle digging but um i was at a at an old camp once when I was 12, 13 with one of my friends and we found the old bottle dump. And uh, for some reason I got fixated on old cans and the old steel cans and we'd find one every once in a while that wasn't completely rusted away. And uh, I think the guy I went with, well, the the kid I went with actually saved um, a lot of them and and uh and sort of set up a, a collection um i don't know where he went from that i don't know if he kept collecting but anyway it was fun we didn't know what we were going to find there was all kinds of junk it was um we weren't smart and i can't remember i think he cut his hand we were just digging through bottles and cans and and uh and stuff but we had a good time and uh if anyone else has any stories of uh how they started or if they want to share what they do if they bring their child or teenager or or grandparents or anybody friend neighbor um just email me omdstories at gmail.com and i'll throw a little update in the beginning of the next uh, podcast, um, which will be in two to three weeks. And I'm going to talk about, um, tell different stories of finding treasures and returning them to the owners, wedding bands, class rings, things like that. Um, I have a couple right now, but I was hoping that I'd get some of you to send me some of your stories. Um, sometimes they're really quirky. Sometimes you'll be looking for a ring in the water and find other ones. And um, So if anyone's interested, I'd appreciate it. I need some more. Um, again, omdstories at gmail.com. And uh, share anything that you're, you're willing to share. I see a lot of uh, posts on the Facebook groups of um, people finding the original owners of class rings and, um, and other things. And I think it's great. And it's a great look for the hobby. Um, the way I see it, if you give something back to someone, they're going to tell their friends and they're going to tell their friends and that, um, you never know who's going to hear it. And it might be someone who will give you permission to hunt their property or, um, if something disparaging were to be said about metal detecting, they may say, no, that's not true. Um, you know, I know this person found this ring and, and gave it back to someone. Um, 
it was lost 20 years ago and or or whatever there's also organizations like ring finders that provide uh information online that someone who loses something they can call and uh and find somebody to come find it for them um and that's great and that's uh probably a lot of fun um but it's the it's the individual people who just hey i'm gonna do some research and uh find out whose ring this was or whatever jewelry um could be anything anything that has an identifiable um mark on it but so i'm gonna Spend a couple minutes here. Um, I did a podcast last year. Well, earlier this year, I guess it feels like last year, um, about the um, Equinox 800 that I bought. And I didn't use it for the longest time. I used it a couple times here and there. And then uh, finally, maybe a month ago, I finally got my act together and read the manual and um, solicited some advice from from some folks. And uh, so I've been using it exclusively. I used a dais for the previous five years, and I still have that. But uh, with the simultaneous multi-frequency, and I, I just feel like um, right now I have a better shot with the Mind Lab. That's just my personal opinion. I know Deus is coming out with a Deus 2 that's going to have simultaneous and going to be waterproof and it's going to compete with, with the Mind Lab for sure. Um, and I think Nocta Macro is coming out with a simultaneous multi-frequency too. Um, so everybody's getting in that game. But anyway, um, the 800. I have been using it exclusively, like I said, for a month. I haven't been um, out a whole lot. But what I have, I've been really happy. And uh, I'm really, really impressed. Um, I've been a couple places that I, I beat to death with the dais. And I'm not saying, you know, I mean, obviously I have to compare the two to decide which one I'm going to use. But they are, it is areas that I, I beat up with the dais many, 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 dozens of times. And, uh, and I pulled um, artifacts and coins out of the ground in the same spot um, with, with the equinox. Now, I always say, you always miss stuff. There's always... Um, stuff left you never clean a place out and so there's you know there's that factor that maybe i just didn't go over this with with any other machine but i have found a you know some good stuff really small stuff some of it really deep some of it buttons and little pieces of um brass and, and just you know really good depth really small but the interesting thing is I used it for the first time in um, in a field that I a plowed field that I hadn't been in in a long time and 
it had been hunted. It's been hunted um, pretty extensively for a long time. And I popped five coppers out of the ground. Now, it's a huge field, and a couple of them were in an area that generally hasn't been hunted very much. Um, but I still have to think that that had something to do with it. It was a Connecticut copper, a George the Second, two George the well, a George the Third. I think there was another George the Third. I can't. I it, it looks like the head is looking right, and the fifth is. I'm sure it's a half penny. Um, it's really thin, and but I can't. I can't get any detail off it. But so that was in one six hour period um, along with I did and you know I was with Earl and Earl was like well those are big you know loud sounds and that's true I mean generally if you go over a large scent a few inches deep um, like a couple of them it was a plowed field so some of them weren't deep a couple of them were down quite a ways um but they're going to be loud if they're not deep and anybody who goes over them will find them and you know that's true but i still found them and it was still with the um the equinox and uh so i know that field's been hunted a lot with the dais um so i i feel like it was a success um anyway it was fun. It's always fun to find coins. I love coins. Um, I think the the Connecticut was it, it appeared to be seventeen eighty seven, and it's my first Connecticut copper. And also last year I found my first mass copper, which was a seventeen eighty seven as well. Um, and when the George the second one of them was seven, or the George the second was seventeen forty. Um, and then the other three coins I couldn't see dates on, but I could see one of the heads, um, or the other two coins. The head was right, like a third, George the third. So, um, I'm going to go with that anyway. Um, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of research on the 800, um, watching YouTube videos and there's this guy in England who uses it. He has a... A YouTube channel. He's pretty popular. I think he's got a seventeen thousand followers or something. But I was, uh, I had a a Zoom call with him not too long ago, and I, I'm sure I touched on this last time. Um, but anyway, so he gave me a couple of the the different settings that he uses. Um, as a matter of fact, I am repeating myself now that I remember. I I did talk about this in the last episode but anyway so i set up um my park two with his uh with his recommendations and um i left the rest of the rest of them factory and uh it was park two that i've found these these coins and uh i don't know if that has anything to do with it but it's interesting it's a nice machine. I like it. It's it's getting more and more comfortable. 
I bought a new arm cuff. Um, it's a metal one. It's got holes in it. I, I think I bought it from Gold Digger. Um, you can look them up on on the web. But it's uh, it's just more comfortable. You can sort of pinch it in if you aren't and make it more snug on your arm because um, it's, it's aluminum. Okay. Um, and on the Mind Lab theme, my Profind 35 pinpointer. Um, I just figured since I had the Mind Lab, I needed a new pinpointer, so I thought I'd get a Mind Lab pinpointer. Um, I have not used it yet. It actually just arrived today. I took it out of the box and set it up. I'm not quite sure how useful the ferrous metal setting is. Um, if I am confident in a signal and I dig the hole, I'm probably not going to fill it back in without finding out what it is if the pinpointer says ferrous. Um, so I'm not sure what, how useful it is or what, what, um, what application it would, it would be used in. But if anybody knows or has any ideas, email me because I'm very curious. I'm also a little bit, um, worried how loud it is. It is really loud. And I can't, there's nothing in the instructions about being able to turn the volume down. I put a post out to a MindLab Facebook group hoping that someone may have an idea, but it doesn't look like it. It's uh, out in a field, which is where I spend most of my time. It'll be fine. But if I'm detecting someone's yard, um, it'll be alarming to... <laughs> I mean, I turned it on um, down in my dining room today, and my stepson heard it um, up above the garage in his room. So um, I guess to give context, that shouldn't have been heard up there. Um, but I'm excited to use it. I mean, it's nice. It's waterproof. I like the design. Um, it's a different, unique design from most pinpointers. And uh, I like the color. I like that it's mine lab. Um, so we'll see. I'll tell you about it next time because I'll be going. Uh, I'll be going a couple times next week. I'm going to have time to head out for a for a couple hours. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm getting I'm getting uh, a little bit sad here, though. I, I luckily I can go out next week, but uh, I mean it's not going to be long before the the season's over and the ground's frozen, and we've had a couple pretty pretty good frosts here in the last week. Um, the ground isn't frozen yet because it it does get up in the fifties during the day, but it will not be long until I don't know what I'm going to do. I bought a guitar. I'm going to try and teach myself guitar over the winter. But uh, I don't expect much from that. Maybe I'll come up with uh, a new theme song. I'll write a song and uh, and play the guitar and 
metal detecting song. Um, but that that's ridiculous. But anyway, um, next time I want to tell some, I call them give back stories. You find something, you can identify or figure out who it belonged to and you give it back. Um, those are great stories. It builds, uh, it builds goodwill towards detectorists and metal detecting in general. And it's very rare that you find anything that you can, you know, you can actually do that. So it's, it's kind of a neat thing. Um, I think I, I have a couple of good stories. One in particular, Lumpy from the Longhouse Treasure Hunters um, sent me a good story. Um, a really good one, actually. So I'll tell that one um, at the next podcast. And I'll probably have some Profine 35 updates. And maybe I'll hear from some of you about more kids' stories. Um, I hope. So that's it for this installment. Thanks for listening to one more Dig Metal Detecting Stories, and I'm Dave Sponenberg.